0: It's Mace, you know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings, and don't miss Mason in Ireland back Monday at 1 on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is
1: Kobe Bryant. Why, I've never been so insulted in my life. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Well, it's early, Ed. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
0: Wow, Jimi Hendrix, killing me Nobody made a guitar sound like he did And I finally was taught why that is Because he was left-handed But he continued to play a right-handed person's guitar So he turned it upside down So when Jimi Hendrix strums the strings It's thunderous Because those deeper notes are first not last, typically when someone plays the guitar. Who knew? Mm, Died too young. I'm so excited. I'm joined now by someone who's a master at what us rookies, me included, try to do, which is to tell stories. But she's the best at it. Kim, thanks so much for joining us this morning and waking up, well, not that early in Ohio, but it is still early. We really appreciate it.
1: Hey, Dr. Clapper.
0: So happy to be here. Are you enjoying (laughs) The stories of Vince Scully and Steve Jobs. Did you get to hear any of the show?
1: Um, I didn't yet. I hate to say that, but I'm traveling through North Carolina. Wow. On the road. So well, I did But I'm, I mean, I'm, how can you not love Vince? I I mean, he's the voice of baseball, right?
0: He is the voice of baseball, but his gift at telling stories in the world of sports has enlightened all of us. And I used, in the world of art, Steve Jobs at the 2005 Stanford commencement graduation speech where he told three stories about his life. And so I want to know from you, the master, what exactly is going on with storytelling? Why is it so important to be able to tell a story?
1: The thing is that inside each of us, every human, we are wired. It is in our DNA to narrate our lives through story. Mm-hmm. And we do that without even realizing it. For example, if I'm at a uh, retreat and I'm speaking, I'm at a convention and I'm speaking, when I call my mom and tell the story of my day, <laughs> I tell it from the view of, hey, mom, I'm you know, doing this keynote speech because I want her to be proud of me. If I call my little sister, I'm like, oh, I'm staying at this great resort. There's a spa, da-da-da, because I want her to be jealous of me. (laughs) So we narrate our life every day without realizing it using story and we switch that story up to to get the emotion out of the person that we want. It is how we are wired. Hmm. Uh, When I give fact or data, uh, I think three parts of the brain light up. But the minute I take that and move it into a story form of communication, seven parts of the brain light up and the person listening, the person receiving remembers more, feels more, is more connected, feels more Uh, involved, they have more skin in the game. Hmm. So it is the way that we communicate.
0: Well, I want to give thanks to Brian Bemel from the Ojai Storytelling Festival and because he's the one who kind of connected us. So tell me what it's like to go to Ojai to tell stories. Is it different than <laughs> going to North Carolina? Do you, do you think about the audience that you're going to be telling the story? You just said your mom versus your sister. Is there a difference between someone in Ojai at a festival versus North Carolina or is your audience pretty much always the same?
1: Change a lot because one minute I'm at a convention for uh, the School Nutrition Association National, mm-hmm. and then I'm keynoting at a Feeding America event, and then I'm at a convention for doctors and then or dentists, and then I'm in Florida in front of three to five hundred people performing my more entertainment stories. So my audience changes a lot, but here's the thing universally, we all are so connected in so many ways. I have a story about my dad. I could do that on any stage Hmm. and just push it a little bit one way or the other to suit what I'm supposed to be giving that particular audience Hmm. because everyone is at a father, whether they are there, not there, absent, involved, horrible, good, you know, affectionate, not affectionate, whatever. And so everyone's going to relate through their, you know, human psyche differently, but I've got a universal ground. Hmm. And so when I tell a story, do a keynote, even if I'm doing coaching or consulting, I use story. When I do that, I make sure that my stories always have a universal ground. And then I nudge that story, not the truth of it, not the facts of it, but the building of it to meet my audience where they are. And, yeah, when I go to Ohio, you know, it's going to be different than when I'm in Massachusetts or when I'm in Texas or when I'm in Florida or Ohio or North Carolina. You know, I always grab, believe it or not, the newspaper. <laughs> they still exist. Hmm. When I hit a town, and I read through for the local stuff that you're not going to get maybe online, hmm. and I'll kind of weave some of that as a joke in through my stuff, so people feel like it's more localized.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Can I go off the script right now, Kim? Do you mind? I'm I'm going off script with a storyteller. I just love this. One of my professors in who who invented the knee replacement, Doctor Ranawat. He's still alive. God bless him. He's taught me one thing. He taught me many things. But he used to say, the eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Meaning, go home, read. You're going to need to read the history of this operation and the anatomy. You better know it backwards and forwards. The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know. Well, I'm on a radio show right now. The ears don't hear what the mind doesn't know. I would love, one of my favorite stories is a story that Vince Scully told. It's a made-up story. It's a legend. But I would love to hear, to play pieces of it, and I need you to dissect it. You know, in Judaism, we have the Torah, which is the Bible, and then we have Rashi. Mm-hmm. We have all these people, and Rambam, who translate it almost. Like, they go into deeper levels. So this is kind of a Talmudic thing I'm going to do with someone named Kim Whitecamp, which is hilarious, but <laughs> I, I'd love you to teach us. What exactly is Vince Scully doing, pacing the words, raising his voice, lowering his voice? I just would love to learn from you, the teacher, what Vin is doing.